Hello and welcome to Super Informed Radio, the official Uni Super podcast. My name is Lyndon and this is our monthly investment podcast. Well, we've just wrapped up the first quarter of the financial year and things are still looking quite uncertain. With me to talk about what's been happening in markets and what's coming up this month is David Colosimo from our investment team. Highly experienced economist, investment manager, resident expert, David Colosimo, it's good to have you back. Thanks, Lyndon. It's great to be back. David, in the past few months, we've spoken a bit about inflation and interest rates and recession risks. It kind of feels like all of these are still front and centre. What are some of the key things we saw during September? Well, I think inflation is probably one of the more interesting ones this month. Uh, Most of the new developments that we've seen actually suggest that a lot of the supply side issues that we saw during the pandemic are actually improving. So commodity prices are falling, shipping costs are declining, and the time it's taking to get deliveries from suppliers are actually getting shorter again. So that a lot of that is actually quite good news. Um, but on the other side, the actual inflation data over the past month continues to come in worse than expected. Uh, and that's happening in most parts of the world. Um, European inflation, for example, just hit 10%. Uh, and on top of that, labour markets around the world are still quite tight. And there's been very little sign of an easing yet. Unemployment's still very low um, and businesses are finding it hard to find staff. Wages are still going up quite strongly. So on those issues, the world's central bankers are still really focused on low unemployment and strong wage growth. And getting inflation under control is their number one concern. Um, So expectations have built up for even more interest rate hikes this month. So having started very slowly... The European Central Bank, for example, delivered a surprise three quarters of a percentage point increase last month. And in the US now, interest rates are rising at the fastest we've seen since 1980. So this expectation for even more rate hikes has seen a big surge in bond yields higher and growing fears of a recession. Now, this is especially the case in Europe, which is also facing an energy crisis. It looks like they won't have enough gas to get through the Northern Hemisphere winter. And it's likely that their big industrial gas users, such as the manufacturing sector, are going to be forced to cut back production. So of all the global regions, it really seems like Europe is in the most trouble. Goodness, that all sounds pretty dire. What are we hearing from the companies themselves? Well, unsurprisingly, uh, the management of companies are becoming more negative. And we're seeing this across a range of sectors. Uh, One example is that the package delivery firm FedEx recently reported weaker activity and are now forecasting a recession. Uh, They completely withdrew their uh, forecasts of their earnings. Um, Apple, uh, they've scaled back their plans to increase production of the iPhone 14. Uh, That really suggests that consumer demand there is falling. Um, And Nike had its own earnings downgrade. So they reported that sales have actually been pretty solid to date but they do have excess inventories and they expect to discount quite heavily to clear these inventories. So all this talk of rate hikes, recessions and downgrades and so on, that can't have been great for shares, surely? Yeah, definitely not. And it was a bad month all round. So Australian shares were down 7.5% in September. Uh, US shares were down 10%. And the US market has now hit new lows for the year, and it's actually down 25% since the beginning of the year. Now, during September, there was almost no place to hide. 
uh, the falls in the market were really broad-based. And so every one of the 11 major industry sectors in both Australia and the US were down. And with bond yields up so much, even some of the sectors that are considered a bit more defensive were still weak because they are so interest rate sensitive. So utilities and REITs or real estate investment trusts were amongst the weakest. So we've seen a 25% fall in US shares now. Are we through the worst of that? Well, that's the big question. Um, The best time to buy shares is actually when sentiment is at its worst. Um, And we're certainly starting to see a lot of bad news reflected in share prices. Um, But that doesn't mean that things can't get worse still. Um, I'd note that when analysts forecast company earnings, they've been cutting back their expectations, but still nowhere near as much as you might expect if and when we do see recession. Mm. So overall, things are still looking a bit fragile. Yeah, fragile is a great word for it, Lyndon. Um, But it's not just the economies or the share prices that are fragile. Uh, Even the functioning of financial markets themselves can at times seem very fragile now. We've been through this extended period of easy policy and abundant liquidity, and that's now coming to an end. And we just don't know how markets are going to cope with that. You never know where and when the next financial blow-up is going to happen. And we got a taste of this last week in the UK. So there was a big surprise when the government decided to announce some tax cuts to boost growth. But this is the direct opposite of what the Bank of England are trying to do, which is to slow the economy to get inflation under control. Now, markets didn't respond very well to this. Uh, Bond yields surged higher, uh, and we saw some of the biggest daily moves in the UK bond market that we've seen in 40 years. And this kicked off a vicious cycle for the UK's pension funds. So higher bond yields meant they started losing money on interest rate derivatives, and they faced the equivalent of a margin call. So they needed to sell their government bonds to fund these derivatives losses. And that actually just pushes bond yields higher even more. And that made them lose more money again. So really that uh, vicious cycle there. Now, eventually the Bank of England actually had to step in. So they had plans to wind back money printing this week. Um, They had to abandon those plans and actually go back out and promise to print more money again to calm the market. So even if a sector as conservative as the UK pension industry is at risk, who knows where the next pitfall is going to come from. All right, looking forward to October now. What's shaping up as being important this month, David? So first and foremost, we've got the RBA meeting on October 4. Now, after four consecutive rate hikes of half a percentage point, Uh, It did seem like RBA Governor Philip Lowe has been trying to signal smaller rate hikes going forward. So that opens up the chance of that quarter percentage point hike this month. But given what's been happening overseas, economists here aren't convinced and they mostly still expect another half percentage point hike. Of course, we'll also be watching those developments as they're happening in the UK Uh, And in China, we've got the 20th Party Congress, where President Xi is expected to get an historic third term. So Chinese growth has been languishing this year, given the ongoing COVID zero policy and the issues that they've been facing in funding residential property construction. So it's going to be interesting to see if we get any new policy announcements coming on the back of that Congress. And finally, starting from the second week of October and extending into November, 
many of Australia's largest companies will be holding their annual general meetings. Now, if you recall, a lot of companies were reluctant to give guidance when they released their most recent results back in August. So these AGMs are going to take on increased importance just to get a sense of where a lot of these companies are tracking. Well, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting month. David, thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next month. Thanks, Lyndon. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, a quick note that our Chief Investment Officer, John Pierce, uh, he's soon going to be sharing his insights in his quarterly investment update video. And I'm sure he will have a lot to cover. So do watch out for that on our website. These podcasts as well, they do come out at the start of each month. So if you want to make sure that you're not missing out, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts or check unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts. We are Unisuper, the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. So if you'd like more information about our investments, visit unisuper.com.au. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. Before you make decisions about your super, we recommend you seek financial advice. Also, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They're available on our website. The past performance of any investment options we discuss isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that by talking about certain companies, we aren't endorsing them for inclusion in your personal portfolio.